the state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laugh as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to part two of Weird Historical Flexes, or as we have come to find, perhaps, a Cruel Historical Flexes. I'm Ben. I am Noel. And that's our super producer, Casey Pegram. <laughs> who, to our knowledge, has never eaten 20 tortoises. Uh, we are not venturing into this alone. Listeners, you recall from our previous episode, we had two of our favorite fellow podcasters on, and they decided to be kind enough to return for the second part of this show. Let's welcome the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles and Jack, back on the air. Woohoo! Hey, whoa. It's Thanks us. for having us. Yeah. Truth be told, they, they didn't really return so much as just stayed in the same place, and we, you know— the the through the magic of oh, podcasts no. we didn't have to go for anywhere. a whole week. I'm so thirsty. Yeah, we just sat yeah. in our seats on pause. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't Robert Evans have some like Mountain Dew that you guys could or Doritos could, could have? Yeah. Oh no, if if we touch his Mountain Dew, we are in like we will actually be in harm's way. Okay. So Sometimes we don't touch yeah. we don't touch Evans's Dew. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes his he sends me uh, out of context text about that. And he's like, "Don't touch my Mountain oh, yeah. Dew." And I didn't know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the number at first, so I was very confused. No, one time I was driving with him, and we saw a person at a bus stop drinking a Mountain Dew, and he he's like, "Roll down your window, roll down your window," and he stuck his head on, and goes, "That's mine." Yeah. <laughs> and the person was so confused and took it from him and then drove off. So yeah. that's what we're talking about when we talk to talk about Robert Evans. Uh, what, what do you call that? His Dew privilege? Uh, yeah, Dew. Uh, yeah, Dew mania. Dew mania. Whatever you want right. to call it. 
He, uh, yeah, whenever you're driving him somewhere, he never tells you when to stop. He just rolls out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very... And like that, he's gone. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's funny that we're yeah, talking you just about. You look over and there's an open flapping door. That's, oh, yeah. that's really dangerous for you and very disrespectful to your vehicle. Dangerous but, for you the know, Ro- Robert is an interesting character. Uh, but speaking of sugary beverages, I'm going to do yeah, a, a, a sugary honest. weird flex. Okay? okay. So when Ben first hipped me to this one, uh, it was described in the article that I read in a list on io9 as displays of opulence in the UK uh, during the 1700s uh, being uh, piles of sugar just laying around the house. Like Tony Montoya Like style? Tony, like, 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 like Scarface style. Just like say, hey, check out my sugar. This is how much money I have because I'm showing you because I have piles of sugar all over the house. Sure. And, you know, we think of that in terms of today. That just means you're keeping a very messy kitchen. But this was on display. But as it turns out, mm-hmm. it wasn't just piles of sugar, or it may have been at first, but it actually evolved into uh, these really ostentatious sugar sculptures. Sweet. Get it? I do, Ben. I do get it. Uh, and I said seven, six, 1700s and I actually meant 1600s. But what's a hundred, you know, what's what, what's what's that between friends? Drops in the bucket, man. Total Grains drops, of sugar. Drops in the bucket. So here's the thing. Uh, decorative sugar um, was achieved by using things like gum Arabic and then it was mixed into this kind of paste that you could sculpt into these figures and whether they were large sculptures that would be on display constantly or whether they were these kind of small little hardened sugary baked confections that that could then be eaten and the most bizarre part of this to me uh is the fact that they were called subtleties Mm-hmm. And they're not they're not subtle <laughs> right. at all, right? They, yeah. you know, a flex right. isn't meant to be subtle. A flex is a flex because it's in your face and like check out this weird thing that I'm doing. Remark upon my wealth, but they were called subtleties. And the smaller forms of them that were these little creatures would be formed into things like buildings or animals, and they were meant to be admired before they were eaten. So they were eaten. They were eaten. But here's the thing: it was all in the king class, the nobles, knights, and clergy. And you had to have a whole lot of expendable sugar to make these things, to be able to spare enough to actually kind of like sacrifice them for these kind of weird little flexes or Mm -hmm. giant flexes, the case might be. Um, And it was kind of this display of craftsmanship and also culinary skills, but a lot of them actually were satirical symbols or they had messages that were conveyed to the guests. Um, and Henry V, when he was uh, when he received his coronation ceremony, he did that very thing. Um, they were symbols that kind of confirmed his privilege as the uh, basically a godlike uh, power as the king and also knights' rights, and it also highlighted the um, this, uh, this whole concept that you could, it was almost this nihilistic idea that you could take something that was artisanally created and that was meant to be beautiful, and you could remark on it and then, you know, ig- admire it, but then devour it. As very similar to your turtle story, uh, Jack, where it's like, okay, we're going to like note, you know, Darwin's going to make notes about how rare and beautiful these creatures are and how we should, you know, take care of them. And then I'm going to eat it just to show that I am the master of my own destiny and that no one is above me. Uh, So that is totally what happened here. Um, And then here's the thing. Over time, um, it became less of a 
completely upper class thing because sugar became less expensive Mm -hmm. and it was something that, you know, lower class people could afford too. But have you guys ever heard of the artist Kara Walker? Yes, actually, no, but I'm the worst person to ask. You are the worst person. Now you're the best person to ask. So Kara Walker is a New York City artist um, who does – you may have seen some of her work. They are – Like silhouette stuff. Silhouette stuff, exactly. And they're depicting antebellum uh, culture and just the brutal – the brutality of racism. They're uh, simultaneously kind of grotesque and they're beautiful and they're also – kind of darkly comic where there are these kind of shadow figures in profile uh, doing all of these various things that would have happened during those times. She did a uh, an art installation in New York City uh, in Brooklyn, actually, at the former site of the Domino Sugar Factory, mm-hmm. um, and it was called A Subtlety. And it was a giant sphinx that was 35 feet tall and was created with just tons of this sugar paste and was molded into a massive sphinx-like sculpture with the face akin to kind of the really, really uh, stereotypical image of, like, uh, Aunt Jemima or, like, the mammy kind of trope. Yeah, Um, the racist trope. Yes, utterly racist and uh, with kind of, like, a bandana on and then throughout the factory are all of these like kind of like hidden messages talking about how you know, black people were sort of commodified and, and to cut cane and mm. to participate in the sugar trade and all of that. So it's sort of taking this like old kind of forgotten weird flex, this the subtleties, which again, since sugar was so rare, it was saying like, hey, mm. I've got so much money that I can take my expensive sugar and make it into these like frivolous things that are then devoured by my guests. And this was 2014 when she did this. This was right? 2014, exactly. Uh, and I think it's it's not there anymore, but it attracted about 4,000 um, viewers when it first went on display. And it was a very popular uh, exhibition for, for quite some time. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about that? There's a lot to unpack there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just piles of sugar just uh, make me nervous as someone who grew up in California where ants appear out yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> um, and I was always raised to like re- even rinse out cans or juice boxes because ants would show up. And I, I was caused a lot of anxiety. Right. Uh, but also but also hearing about the Kara Walker piece is good, too, you know, because reminding people that, yes, you may have these opulent displays in your homes, but at what cost? Uh, who are the people whose blood was spilled to even get these things to your house? Um, but, yeah, I think just like, uh, you know, piling stuff up is I've got to say I'm not as impressed, you know, just a pile of a thing, you know, like gold statues or like gold piles, sugar piles, sugar statues. I mean, I think we could go a little bit further than that, but you know, it's. It, I'll, I'll rate that. I'll give it a solid five on the flex chart. Out of out of ten. Yeah, yeah, that's a five out of ten. For okay. <laughs> that's a five out of ten for me, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do we think that they called them like? Was this around the time that sarcasm was invented? Because the <laughs> calling them subtleties is like so. That sounds like the sort of thing that would be invented when someone was like wow that's subtle yeah Yeah, i think almost even naming it a subtlety that's actually the flex that's the flex yeah (laughs) that's the hot that's really really good point you really go oh that 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 bit of subtlety there (laughs) i also i also (laughs) love i love the notion of this idea of the invention of sarcasm i think that's just like that all of a sudden it just you know poofed into existence people were like smart asses just overnight uh i think that's fantastic but no um yeah no i i completely agree it is utterly 
uh, snark to call these things subtlety and even more leaning in to that opulent display. It's like, oh, it's not, it's no big deal. It's nothing, you know, it's just, uh, you know, my opulence and, and, and uh, absurd, obscene wealth. And terribly cruel because we have to also remember, uh, to your point, Miles, especially at that time in the age of the subtleties, this was highly likely to be uh, sh- slave-created sugar. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's, I would say that's even less of a weird flex and more of a brutal one. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts of a spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right. No, it's it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car. I'd get that car. And I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonneville's. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I meant I said El Camino and I meant Monte Carlo. I miss it so uh the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. It, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I will say this. There's something I wanted to add. A little later in the 1600s, um, there's actually a cookbook from a royal cook in the in the court uh, named Robert May, and he describes even taking this to the next level where there would be, for example, a stag made of sugar full size that bleeds wine when an arrow is removed from it that's yeah. like sticking in there. There we go. Um, or, <laughs> there we go. Or you've got like a castle that actually fires live artillery rounds uh, made of sugar. Or you have something like a, a, like a giant pie made of sugar that's filled with live birds that so, then fly out when they crack open the sugary crust. So does that Take oh, it, yes. Does that take it up Thank to a you. six now or seven? Can I have a point back, oh, please, yeah. gentlemen? Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That The 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 cannon firing sugar out, that's an eight. That's an eight for sure. Oh, you I will say, yes. yes. Lest we uh, start to think we're too superior to history. Uh, again, I, guys, uh, I did this in the last episode. I have to take it back to the uh, two- and three-year-old birthday parties yeah. that I frequent uh, <laughs> for just my <laughs> own personal yeah. uh, fun on the weekends, but uh, no, I have a three-year-old son. You do it but, to dunk on your son. Right. You like, <laughs> exactly. oh, I went to so many parties this weekend. How many did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not invited. Uh, but I was at a birthday party very recently where they had a probably, you know, it was probably the size of, it was bigger than any dollhouse I've ever seen. Uh, it was a cake that was you know, taller than two people standing on each other's shoulders uh, that was in the shape of like a castle also. It was a Disney castle, uh, obviously. And I overheard one of uh, the moms say, oh, get my daughter out of here. I don't want her to see that cake because she oh, didn't shoot. want the competition for oh. like her daughter's birthday. I was like, oh. That's so funny where something is such a flex that you have to shield people's <laughs> yeah. eyes yeah. Through, right? because <laughs> it could forever ruin them. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, like, no, I can't let them think this is normal. I can't let them think this is normal. Right. <laughs> so we're still creating subtleties. They're just a uh, giant rich kid birthday party cakes, I guess. Yeah. That's the new one. That's the new subtlety. And this, okay, yes. so- so we we've got we've got a pretty good track record of strange flexes now, but we've been building up to an especially an especially weird flex that's uh, gonna come from you, Miles. So everybody listening, if this was uh, a somewhat uh, uninteresting or lackluster show for uh, for so far, uh, then have then no why fear. are you still listening? First of all, because you believe in us, okay, that's and fair. you believe in Miles, yeah, and uh, more importantly, Miles, no pressure, but literally everything is riding on you, my friend. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, when we were, when we were discussing doing this, I had a few ideas, but I, I wanted to really bring it into the history thing because uh, recently when I was in England, uh, I went to the, you know, the, the history museum there and saw all the stolen history that is in there. Mm. And my first idea was like, man, the English really know how to flex on the rest of the world because they were like, I'll take your history and I'll keep it here. <laughs> <laughs> and you can ask for it back, but it doesn't mean I'm giving it back. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as I looked into it more, I was like, okay, so this obviously it's a theme with uh, how gigantic the British Empire was at one time. Um, but then I found out that in Victorian England, one of the great flexes, if you were a person of means, was to obviously uh, Egyptomania was was huge uh, mm. in England, especially after the Napoleonic Wars and things like that. 
Um, but then it turned into a thing where going to watch somebody just fully desecrate a mummy's body, uh, mummy unwrappings were a huge flex if you had the money to go to a live mummy unwrapping. Now, what is a mummy unwrapping? Well, let me tell you. Oh, that good. was my question. Yes. yes. Uh, Thomas Pettigrew, uh, he was, you know, he was like this surgeon and, and, and a man of science. But then eventually the Egyptian bug, he got bit by the Egypt bug and started thinking like, man, you know, like what's like what's really going on under all those wraps? And he decided, yes, here we go. This is something I can do. I can combine many things. Science. I can com uh, combine people's just obsession with the, the darkness of Egypt or just the sort of otherness of Egypt and get them and sell some tickets at the same time. Mm. So he wasn't the first person to unroll a mummy in front of an audience, but he was he was the guy who kind of mainstreamed it as being like a performance where people would buy tickets to go and just watch this thing happen live and in person. Miles, and can I stop you real quick? Yes. Did he do it like where he just like on Scooby Doo, where he just pulls the one string and then the mummy just spins out like a car with cartoon sound effects? And there's actually uh, like almost. Okay. Well, what's funny is there was someone in France uh, who was doing something similar too, which is a little more performative than just uh, you know sort of taking the bandages off. Uh, in France, there were moments where they would take a uh, a, a mummy that ha was going to be demummified and put it like on this you know machine essentially that made it look like the corpse was dancing as the bandages were just ripped off the body. Wow. Yikes. And people were like, yo, that's <laughs> cool. Uh, making it a real kind of freaky performance. Um, but in England, you know, England is more about, as we said, the subtleties. Yes. Uh, so there, they, they took it a little more seriously, a little more dramatic by, you know, saying really, you know, just overly elaborate uh, monologues while then, you know, cutting off all of the bandages to demummify it. When these mummy, I guess, de-wrappings, as they called them, uh, were happening, the man behind it, Thomas Pettigrew, had a few kind of dark uh, aims with doing this. One of the theories that people have suggested that he was really also like through demummifying these people was trying to prove that ancient Egyptians were actually Caucasian oh, and boy. not of African origin uh, here by we using go. like physiognomy to like measure the cranium and things Ooh, like not that. Not cranium like, measuring. Oh, a phrenologist. Uh, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Phrenology. Right. Or just to basically be like, yeah, this is uh, this is my fake science to prove that uh, the this old ancient empire was actually in fact a caucasian one right. um but again found this way of everybody would come by watch the mummy get de-wrapped and it was just like the biggest thing and it got so big that even there's a, even a secondary flex to the de-wrappings what there was the duke of hamilton at the time in 1852 um when one of his dying wishes was to have Pettigrew actually mummify him and put him in an ancient egyptian sarcophagus Whoa. and he got his wish in 1852 so now we actually we've gone from people just being like let's just disrespect this ancient body right to now let me kick this ancient body out of the sarcophagus now let me appropriate mummify me and put me in the sarcophagus and, and that's then, what happened and then he did a mummy unwrapping and scared everybody it was like <laughs> that's me <laughs> uh, guys y'all no i'm good i'm good oh, anyway thanks for everybody coming though. to my birthday seriously um, that's yeah, like it, Bonnaroo costume level appropriation. It's beyond Bonnaroo. <laughs> I think Coachella's. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, Coachella. That's the one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, I mean, he acquired a 
like an actual legitimate ancient sarcophagus and of like a princess who wasn't named, but was like, that's, that will be my final vessel to rest in. I say more power to him. Go ahead and mummify yourself. That's sort of like a, like a different version of like, go F yourself. Yeah, but get your own vehicle. Right. For Absolutely. Do you make, build your own sarcophagi guy. Just do oh, it. Oh yeah. And yeah. what's so funny is like, he's actually, because he's mummified in a sarcophagus, he actually made it into the encyclopedia of mummies. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, which to me feels like a little bit of a, you know, sort of backdoor entry to getting into college. Reminds yeah. me of Operation Varsity Blues a little bit. Like, did you earn it, really? <laughs> right. Or a person of means who who was able to buy their own sarcophagus and then flex on people like that? People are always trying to buy their way into the encyclopedia mummies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was a big problem, especially in the 80s. I'm going to give that one. Uh, I, at first, I was like, man, this is clearly uh, eight or a nine. But making appropriating someone in death for your own death, that knocks it to a 10 to me, the hubris alone. Not to mention that it is uh, tickets are being sold. It's, you take, it's, it's, it's completely commodifying and appropriating some a very sacred ritual in someone's culture that you clearly do not understand or care to understand. You're just using it for the amusement of the public. And so then you're also playing into stereotypes, yeah. everything bad about this. So I think we should have two scales. I think we should have the weird flex scale and the cruelty scale. We have been going back and forth. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool, I, yeah. I, I just remember, it was my dad's. I, I was a hand-me-down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car, I'd get that car. And I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody, like I was mm. in Mad Max or something, you know? I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac, yeah. Bonnevilles. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino <laughs> and I met Monte Carlo. I miss it. So uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. But it, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, I will say on the upside, one good thing about this horrifically tragic story is that uh, in comparison, it makes the the four of us look pretty good because we we haven't done that. It's true. Yet. Oh, yeah. Right. No, nothing. Yeah. Approaching I mean, that. but I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm every night when I when I envision my future, it's having so much wealth that I could also buy a mummy and just unwrap it. Right. I'm going to be honest. I was going to say, okay, so yes, this is what we had instead of horror movies back then, but also this is something I could totally see working as a flex in the modern world. Like if I was at a party and someone was doing that, I'd be like, that makes sense and I'm impressed. Uh, If they were like, defiling a historic <laughs> object it's like i don't know it's still it's yeah. still just wildly insane and well it's weird we also have unboxing videos yeah but i guess back then right they didn't have the same sort of values or like we should actually preserve history They're like oh y- y'all got to see what i just stole from egypt real quick that's right watch true. me unwrap this mummy whereas now it would be like because you're just merely destroying something of such value. It's like, it's like, look at this vase from the Ming dynasty. Yeah. I'm about to just toss off the, right. the freeway off ramp. Yeah. Right. That would be pretty cool. I could see it at a like Hollywood party of some like CAA agent or something right. like that. Yeah. Like, so, somebody who's cartoonishly a terrible person. I'm right. pretty sure. Or the same thing like when they wanted to open that mummy, uh, that sarcophagus like last year. And people uh, were like, what's the mummy? What's the water in that sarcophagus? Oh, yeah. And people were like, I want to drink the mummy water. Yeah, yeah, mummy water. I remember that. I'm pretty sure Nick Cage had a mummy at one point. So that's probably available. Because yeah. I think he I think there's like a serious Nick Cage garage sale going on. He had a T-Rex skull. He had a T-Rex had skull. So surely he had a mummy as well. I'm just conjecturing here, but I'd like to believe that. He did Snapchat oh, me yeah, for he money. He's a he's a he's an odd character. Um, geez, guys, this was uh, a lot less fun than I thought it was going to be, and that is not on you. That is just on history itself. Uh, because I had a come blast. on, history. Yeah, we yeah, I I had think a good we, time. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no, I had a great time. I had a great time, but these stories were most of them were kind of bummers. Uh, I would say the the least bummery one was Ben's uh, decorative hobo story, and even that was pretty twisted. Ornamental hermits. My I'm friends. sorry. I'm sorry. Decorative hobo you versus can't, ornamental. You can't try to like right. appropriate what happened. Hey, in history don't you accuse me of, of appropriation, sir? I would never. I would never.
It all depends on what your flavor is of flex. I mean, Jax was about animal cruelty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, flexing on the animals. <laughs> yeah, subtleties was about slavery. Yeah, right. Uh, the mine was about uh, colonialism, empire, and the desecration of people's cultures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one was about taking advantage of the destitute. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Or your bum son. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess now, I guess nowadays the flexes are better because now we're just saying like. Yeah, I actually like I went to high school with uh Chris Rock's kid and I beat him in basketball. So there's that. Like, All right. Exactly. So flex, but okay. I'm gonna tell people that's a true story about you now. Are you cool with that? Just yeah. back me up if it comes up in conversation. Well, oh just, yeah, it's one of the many lies I do, so don't worry. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> it's, well, despite despite being kind of depressed right now, I'm also really happy we got to do this. And I did, all things considered, have a really good time uh, having you guys on the show. And maybe we can make this a regular thing. I think there's obviously way more historical weird flexes that we can dig into and, and do this again. Um, thank you guys so oh, much yeah. for coming on. <laughs> I'm gonna do more, some. I got more in my back pocket right now. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, actually take it a step further, and I'm gonna try to make some new weird historical flexes for the future that will hopefully not be as terrible as these four turned out to be. But guys, I know everybody listening is saying, well, uh, we enjoyed the hell out of hanging out with Jack and Miles. Where can they find you before you come back on this show? Uh, you guys can find us at The Daily Zeitgeist. It's a podcast that we do, uh, as the name would suggest, daily, uh, every weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, it's an hour rundown of just everything that's happened in the zeitgeist, pop culture, news. Uh, those are kind of the two big ones. Politics. 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 Uh, you know. All of, all of it. Uh, yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, G-R-A-Y. And I want to give you guys a shout out to, uh, to make sure that all our listeners know this. You heard correct, folks. That's a daily podcast. Uh, <laughs> Casey Noel and I do this about two times a week. So I, I am uh, beyond impressed that you guys not only did your regular show, but also came here to do a show with us. So thank oh, no. you. That's amazing. Our pleasure. We're big fans. We're thrilled to do it. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, our show isn't as thorough as yours is. Again, we like to consider our show a second-rate podcast. Second-rate yeah. podcast. Just do it a lot. That's all. <laughs> so so check out <laughs> check out the guys on uh, Instagram and Twitter if you want a closer look at the uh, second best garden gnome collection in East Los Angeles. Uh, that That's a good callback if you listen to both episodes, which you should. Uh, in the meantime, we're calling it a day. We want to give a very late thanks and shout out to our super producer, Casey Pegram. We'd like to thank Alex Williams, who composed our theme, Gabe Luzier, who helps us out with research, and I, I, I'm, I'm just Miss Christopher. I'm going to give him another shout-out. Christopher Asiotis, Jonathan Strickland, the Quister, you, Ben, I'd like to thank you for being a friend and a confidant and all the things that are in the Golden Girls theme song. And, of course, thanks again to Miles and Jack. Uh, thanks to everyone for checking this out. Hey, you know what, folks? Tell us about your favorite weird historical flexes or even just very, very petty things committed by uh, historical people of note. And who knows? Maybe this will be a running thing and we can include some of them in a future episode. Uh, until then, we'll see you next time.
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.